for it. Hey, Sebastian for the Metal Gods Meltdown. And today I'm joined by... Eric Gans from Charlotte. How are we doing, folks? 418 is a brilliant album. Can you tell us the ideas and inspirations behind this work of art? And when is it due to be released? Good question, Seb. Thanks for asking. So, um, to start with, 418 itself is a, uh, a numerological equation uh, that represents... Well, let me say this. The answer to this equation is repeatedly and exclusively shown on the, uh, the uh, cover image. Um, the concept, briefly put, is... Um, how should I say this? It, it, it's a man's penchant for, um, uh, for advancement and, and, and stability amongst the chaos that's probably one thing that i had in mind um we have fast changing times uh that we're all in right now as yeah. i'm sure you'd agree yeah. um those of us that have been around longer probably think they're going a little faster than everyone else i'm sure uh so yeah the concept of the album was um was uh you know basically a uh an expression of man's will to advance and and survive but again there is a an exact number that the title represents through an equation but that's the homework for the uh, viewers i'm not going to give that away it's on the album cover oh, but man. the concept for the album is there brilliant so pretty th pretty things is a killer upbeat tune how pleased are you, are you so far with the feedback from media and fans uh pretty things is doing really well it's funny because uh, that was the oh and to answer your other question i apologize uh the release it was supposed to be october and then we messed up with everyone's minds and we said december i think it's going to be beginning of january the new year we're going to kick it off um but we do have the single out and i did want to share some music with people so uh we're glad uh pretty things it's funny it was the uh it was the forgotten child it was the last song selected to be on the album right um i was unsure um not not for any other reason other than you know stylistically would have matched that was my question i had for myself so i had been playing it in and around uh different circles and everyone that heard it who is this? What is this? Where, where is this from? They were, you know, everyone loved the song. So, and um, I, I just realized, okay, this is a, a crowd pleaser and I love it. And the band, the guys like it. So we, uh, we decided to include it on the album. Yeah. So, so going to the band then, is it all the original lineup still? With uh, so as you, uh, everybody knows, and I want to uh, start with a small tribute here are since we, um, spoke i don't know maybe we we talked about it before but uh this is the first recording since we've spoken and um i i gotta reiterate you know our our drummer uh eric bruton passed away um a few years ago several years ago now and um so he's no longer with us but it is uh, myself and Vinny and nick that did all the work here uh we have uh studio musicians helping out with the other um and uh when we go live we uh we also have musicians in place uh for that scenario but yes original members myself uh vincent cacciati and nick debacco my guitarist extraordinaire those guys are uh 
they're not mine. They're, they're their own. Um, I'm blessed to have them on my team and, uh, they did a great job. Uh, great. So it is us three, uh, Vinny and I did most of the producing. Um, and I had, uh, we had help, uh, in that regards as well. Uh, so it was a good team of people that came together to do this. And yeah, those three original members, plus, uh, some studio guys, we got it done. Brilliant. Can you tell us any ideas behind two songs, specifically Miss Necrophilia, 100 Miles Per Hour? I'll start with 100 Miles Per Hour because that's that's the easy one. Um, if you ever get into a car with me, Seb, I don't think, you know, geographically speaking, you and I probably won't be in a vehicle together anytime soon. But if you do, you're going to find out really fast, really quickly, how fast uh, this guy likes to drive. It's really all that. I I, uh, I, I have a penchant uh, for driving extremely fast. I enjoy the hell out of it. And it hasn't changed. So I was driving around one day like that, and I thought of the title, and uh, the song just came about. There's no mystery to it at all, that one. Right. Miss Necrophilia, um, we've gotten a... So, interesting thing about this song is it technically is a remake. Uh, this is the second time we've recorded the song. Right. Um, with very few changes. We, as a matter of fact, uh, speaking of, of musicians, a real quick aside, um, what we did with that song uh, in honor of uh, the late Eric David Bruton is take his drum track and and uh, through digital and studio musician reworkings uh, emulated almost to the exact lick. Yeah. So uh, so he's on there. He's on there right. in spirit. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we, uh, Eric, you know, your blessing, we modernized it a little, but, um, so that song has been around and since it has been around and I'm going to say, uh, geez, that was the early nineties, uh, mid nineties. And, uh, since that has been around, it has definitely garnered a lot of attention. It's symbolism. Um, it's, uh, and, and the, uh, I was really happy to get this one on this album uh -huh. because it's, the subject matter, I would say, is more relevant today than it was when I wrote it. Um, right. It was all about the media, uh, primarily, and how they played on human obsession, primarily yeah. life and death and sensationalism and, yeah. and what. Uh, and that's really what the song was about. So I kind of romanticized the whole dilemma and we have our friend Miss Necrophilia. Um, but yeah, uh, when the song is taken literally, I guess it could turn a few heads. I don't know. <laughs> right, man. Everything else to decide, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought it might be your today as dead skin mask, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I do like the dark, but I don't spend much time around cemeteries. So. <laughs> All right. That's good to know. All right, man. So you've been in the music scene a long time and the world has changed so much, especially with the internet and now AI. What are your feelings on this monstrosity? I see it's another cool. I see it as scary. It is scary. Uh, I'm going to touch on this uh, subject in a few ways. Um, as a composer, uh, uh, I'll share with you and the public if I haven't before. I'm, I'm obviously in the music business. I'm also in the film business. I have been now um, for quite some time. And uh, with that business, uh, part of my work involves composing for film studios, television studios. Versus whatever it be, internet, 
Yeah. This is where I personally see the biggest threat because that's a lot of my work. And if you can, you know, have a, a, a substitute intelligence system come in and do that work for me, which I know it can do at this point, we all do. Uh, that's that's pretty scary for us composers. Uh, we all know there was just that great Hollywood film strike that definitely affected me personally uh, with film and music work. Uh, I backed the actors. I understand uh, we do need to find some kind of balance here. Mm. Um, with music, I, I want to recite a case that took place this August uh, this year uh, in a district court in, in Washington in our lovely home country of the USA. Uh, the case involved a uh, gentleman who owns um, an AI network, I guess we want to call it a system. Yeah. It created a piece of art and he wanted to copyright the art. Mm -hmm. The judge's ruling ultimately was that um, this form of AI without any form of human authorship was not eligible for copyright. Uh -huh. So the was not granted his copyright. Uh -huh. And his defense was, if the AI can be perceived as an authorship in its own right, then why would it not be counted? So really now what I'm seeing, and, and I think many others are, is the issue be becomes human authorship. Let's yeah. face it, we've accepted machines in our music for a long time now. Think yeah. about it. Uh, going back to, the, especially when the 80s came around, everything got, you know, uh, um, very uh what do you call it economical based uh you know we started you they they started using um machines for drums back then um go back to the 60s and 70s and we have synthesizers uh, all this music mm -hmm. uh, um and then on up through the 90s until today so machines and music is nothing new no Again, I think it comes down what we're dealing with is human authorship. So what, and it's funny because the judge ruled that there's no human element to it. So what are we talking about here? You know, what, what kind of intelligence is this? How long has it been around? Yeah. Maybe we are the artificial ones, you know? So it starts to make you think about all this stuff, but not only uh, vocationally, but uh, spiritually and on a human level. Um, so how it affects the music business is it, it is it's gonna it's going to it's gonna turn things because uh, the speed at which it works first of all um but you know they settled the strike the actors at least and and their personalities won't be stolen at least right. uh, soon yeah. uh, but that's what we're looking at you know um i think the balance is to recognize the authorship mm -hmm. and then the money is going to go to the copyright owner. So if, if this gentleman somehow wins his case one day, well, he'll get the money for the copyright ownership and the AI will be credited for the art. Um, that's where we're going with it. And, 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 you know, then you talk about live performance. Well, can't replace us humans, right? No. <laughs> Who knows? Who well, knows? Doing that with... Um you know, and I, I think part of it is we, we do need to embrace it. I know it seems like the devil, but it, it you know, the more you push back, it's going to push back on us. So embrace it and just keep keep it close. And remember, the human authorship, if, if we can uh, base the copyright laws around that concept, mm -hmm. then we should be able to work in harmony with the AI. If not, and, and if 
the powers that be someday decide, hey, look, we can't use you anymore, then, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to accept that set. And then we'll go out and play live more. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, and then the other uh, uh, aspect hitting music now that I worry about um, is the aspect of uh, uh, limitations on speech and yeah. what is acceptable and 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 look you know we're artists we're not out to um you know we we we're we're inclusive people this is about mm -hmm. observation and giving everyone an outlook that we see is fit uh, when we write our songs and our lyrics um it it, it it's you know it's it's not personal it's it, it's it, it's a form of expression and if we start really digging into well, you can't say this, though. You can't say that. You're going to offend this one, offend that one. I, I really fear that that is going to um, not only keep uh, writers inside of a sort of a box where they're anxious about what they're writing, but it's just going to limit the pure form of expression. Of and, and we need to understand that, you know, we're, we're, we're all human and everyone's different. Everyone wants their, their, their peace of mind and their personal rights. Art is not about that. Art, art goes beyond it transcends all that so we really have to be careful not to let um these guidelines that govern social situations uh, seep too much into our artwork we need to remind people that um you know we're all in it together and this is just an expression um so that that's another thing that i that i fear and um well wokeness wokeness and political correctness is a plague isn't it it's horrendous it's just it's um no fun. It, it really is it's because it becomes the snake that eats its own tail it's yeah. it's like now now you've gone so far with it that you know ironically it's being done back to everyone else you know yeah. uh can't say this can't say that i i yeah. don't know um me personally yeah it, it is and me personally and and as far as charlotte goes we we don't have any hang-ups as far as people and mm. uh you know organizations and groups and uh, whatever everyone wants to believe that's that's the beauty of, of america that's the beauty yeah. of this world. we're supposed to be able to uh share differences and and work things out and meet in the middle somehow um so you know we'll see how that goes though <laughs> absolutely all right mate so going back to the album then other plans to go out on tour with it and would you be thinking about doing live streaming of some of your shows uh, we would definitely live stream any shows that would happen. Uh, right now, everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. I know I'm I'm doing local gigs. I, I get involved on the scene. I go upstate, and, and you know I'm I'm doing some solo guitar gigs, which is a lot of fun. Being a front man, I always got teased for not knowing how to play guitar well. Is my guess so, right? Uh, it's good to get out there doing that. But as far as Charlotte goes, yeah, we are talking about it at the moment. Um, just got in touch with. Uh, old friend of ours who played with us a couple times in LA. Um, he was also a friend of, of our former drummer, Eric, and he's agreed to jump on as our drummer. So right now, follow us on Instagram, stay tuned. We'll, we'll start announcing dates. It would start out West. We definitely want to get out there with this material. Um, and uh, yeah, it sounds like the guitar players, you know, if we get the three core guys to uh, agree on some dates, mm -hmm um and a time frame then we'll go from there we uh we have the other musicians in place so yeah instagram charlotte rock band instagram follow us you'll see dates 
Brilliant. Um, with the album, <clears throat> excuse me, are you planning to just release that on digital and CD, or are you going to hopefully get it on vinyl? Is that going to cost too much? I would love to get it on vinyl. It is costly. To, uh, we'll start. We'll start with uh, CD. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to have it digital, obviously, is here, let me fix that. Shine in my yeah, I know it, this in here. The light makes me feel like I've got fucking lipstick on. Don't Anyway, <laughs> carry on. I did have lipstick on. I think it wore off, though. Uh, all right, yeah, all right. Pretty for this thing. Uh, no, I'm a light man, so I should know. You probably just want to lower your key light. Maybe you get it, you know, on the forehead there. That's better, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, so, I'm sorry. The last question was what? Say again. I've forgotten. <laughs> I've forgotten what it was. Uh, it, yeah. it was, we were talking about playing. Um, um, that's done. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> no, <laughs> come uh, back to me. Oh yeah, if it's going to be on vinyl. No vinyl. So, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. So I'd like to. I think a lot of people. I mean, vinyl is awesome. That yeah. That, come back to that. Such a great. You know, not just the nostalgia of it, but mm-hmm. but the 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 format of it to have this twelve inch disc and yeah, and, you know, bigger than life. You know. Yeah. Man. But everyone's buying it now. Everyone the prices, it. though. You've seen the prices. It's just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. No, the production is, yeah, the overhead is a bit different than going okay. to uh, but, but CD is still accessible. A lot of people still like that that hard mm-hmm. cop. No, um, we're finding less use for it. Again, mm. you know, the, uh, the machine is taking over. Okay. And, uh, uh, but uh but yeah um i would i'm looking into the vinyl but but right now it's just digital but it would be cd first and then vinyl would be a bonus i gotta be honest so we're going back to machines again i've always said about i don't understand these people that have they never watched terminator do you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) it's funny you bring that up um uh, uh, recall the show x files the sci-fi yeah right, right yeah so they had that reboot uh, back not long ago. It was just 2016, and then they right. did another one. There's a video going viral right now that is a clip of the first episode, I believe, from the 2016 season. Right. And they're talking about things that happened four years after that, going back to 2020. It's uncanny how you almost think the writers of the show were – talking to the powers that be and saying, all right, you guys are the messenger, let everybody know because this wild shit's going to fucking happen no matter what. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's crazy, uh, man. Yeah. It, it, it's it's crazy how it came true. Uh, yeah. All this, you know, it, it's funny because science fiction has actually always had a way of predicting the future. Uh, mm. I mean, James Bond, didn't he have a cell phone like 90 years ago? Or yeah, something? yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so... Okay, then some fun questions now then. So what superpower would you choose for yourself for a day? All right, Seb, I knew you were going to go there with some of these. <laughs> I was just talking. I actually just told a friend of mine, I said, you know, if I had a superpower right now, it would be my perception of others because I, I watch and I listen to everything. It's right. funny because these days maybe listening – uh, by modern standards, could be considered a superpower. It seems not enough people know how to just basically listen. Oh, so yeah. that, that's an unconventional uh, power right there. Yeah. By default, um, if I had to pick one, just by you know old comic book standards, which yeah, one yeah. would I? Like? Yeah. I like the invisibility factor. 
I sort of, I sort of guessed you say that. So will I. <laughs> are, are you in there, man? You don't don't get caught in there, dude. You're gonna yeah, get no, stuck. No, no. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, it's not good. It's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. But uh, but flying, I feel like I've already done yeah. on my own. Yeah, no, I'm not. So back in L.A., uh, when the band was at their peak, you know, we used to have a lot of I was telling another friend this story. Uh, we used to have a lot of parties on the rooftop of these, uh, you know, we were six, seven story, eight story buildings. And uh, I said, yeah, you know, we'd all get to party in and the bands would get, uh, you know, different bands there, friends, yeah. gathering of, uh, of uh, rock and rollers and all now, you know, starting to get uh, ornery with each other. The more drinks, the bands yeah. start getting, you know, a little competitive. So I, I would just pull out the showstopper and literally just say, all right, you know, whoever's got the bravado, the gumption, the bravery, follow me. And I would run as fast as I could. I Well, I'd first get my launch place, you know, but I'd run as yeah. fast as I could and hurl myself off the building onto the next building. Shortly, no called rooftop jumping. So, and it did feel like I was flying, and I'm not exaggerating. I it, it probably wasn't the smartest uh, activity I've done in my life, but it was certainly <laughs> exhilarating, and uh, and I'm still here. So, yeah. uh, so flying thing, I think I've got down. Um, Amazing. Amazing. In my own. So yeah, I'll go with the invisibility. You still do that now? Then would you still do that? No, no, no. I'm still really fast. I'm fast as a motherfucker. I can yeah. run like a bitch, yeah. but. Uh, but the jumping thing, I think I, I put the wings away. <laughs> yeah, mate. No worries. All right, Em. So the next one. Yes, sir. Sort of, sort of similar. If you had one day left to live, how would you spend it? Honestly, yeah. I mean, I could think of some funny things to say. Well, hold on. Can I split it in half? Yeah, yeah. So I think I'd spend half of it listening to you know what i consider for me the most amazing music i would listen to the best classical music i would wow. listen you know i'd listen to beethoven i'd listen to tool i'd li i'd listen yeah. to everything then i'd have a big plate of bacon and eggs <laughs> and after i was done with that i would just drink beer and talk into a camera and try to teach everyone what i've learned up to that point then i'd say goodbye Oh, that's sweet. That's cool. That's good, right? I mean, you know, it's yeah. well. I, I'd want to give back. I'd want to take, yeah. but I definitely would want to give back. Cool. All right. Next one. Then, what was the last song you listened to today? The last song I listened to today. Well, I, like I said, when we started the interview, I was actually playing some uh, some soundtrack from uh, uh, the Batman movies, the Christopher uh, Nolan uh -huh. uh, director. Uh, but that doesn't really count as a song. So the last song I listened to today, what was it? Wasn't one of ours. I think I'd have to go back to last night. I was listening right. to Tool. I okay. had Tool Invincible on from uh, the album of the same name, right? Yeah. So yeah, well, one, one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. You know, Chris Doherty. I can never say his name. Chris Doherty. Doherty. Chris Doherty. Chris Doherty. Yeah. Doherty. He's yeah. Batman, man. He's Batman. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> we all have Batman within us. I've interviewed him. I've interviewed him. Hey, in like, man, I like that tattoo. I, yeah, I didn't see the tattoo until just now. His, Sorry. His, his, his place is like full of fucking Batman stuff, and it's like, I'm like, are you Batman? I'm Batman. But, oh, that one. That's that's an old tattoo. Yeah. But sorry. Oh, yeah. okay. 
So, so let me elaborate. Let, let me ask you to elaborate on that. So, when you say his place is full of Batman stuff, what, what do you mean, like gadgets? Like Batman shit, like like um, I don't know, like figurines and things and masks and all oh, this, all the all the collectible Batman. stuff, all the cle collectible stuff and that. And gotcha. so, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> He's in in such a um, uh, what do you call it honorary state that he might be the well, Batman. He could be, mate. He could be. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when when we do the film work, uh, I'm involved with grip and lighting uh, right. when I'm doing music, and let me tell you, it's fantastic work. And one of the things we love about it is all the gadgets and mm -hmm. and to repurpose things. Yeah. Uh, time and you do you you start feeling like batman because he's got yeah. the coolest man that guy <laughs> can you give me two words to describe charlotte just the two two words to describe charlotte yeah unconventional and free-spirited epic all right so next one if there was a song about yourself what would it be called i'm lost <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've tried to mix the questions up a little bit from last time. So now sure. it's going to be five questions. Just don't ask me that pizza and beer question. I, I had nightmares about that. Remember yeah, that one? Yeah. This dude asked me pizza or beer. I will never forget that. Not only was it hysterical, but it really messed with my head for a while. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Next question. Sorry. All right, all right. So it's fast five questions. So the first thing that comes into your head then. So your favorite album? I'm sorry, five questions and the first answer that pops in? Yeah, favorite album. Favorite album. There's nothing popping in right now. Hang on. Um, Rolling Stones, Beggar's Banquet. It's one of them. Definitely. Favorite drink? This beer that's right next to me. <laughs> what beer is that anyway? Is it? I have a Stella Artois. I'm a big fan of Stella. I, all right. I want to get an endorsement, actually. I, I think I right. should have one. You should go to Belgium where it's made. This is back. They do a drink called Zippola. Uh-huh. Oh, it's just gorgeous. And what That's is it? Right. is similar to Stella. I mean, Stella Artois oh, make beer, it. Stella Artois make it, but it's like, it's a bit okay. weaker. Gorgeous. Okay. Oh, um, sounds lovely, man. It's gorgeous, man. Okay, so the next one. Favorite food? Say again? Your favorite food? You're going to say pizza. Anything Mexican. I love Mexican food. Burritos, tacos. I know it's all the same stuff, kind of rearranged, but I think they get uh, very creative with the with with the toppings and the fillings and and i just love the spice and the meat and all the vegetables blending together texture everything mexican food anything can agree more mate okay then so your favorite pastime my favorite pastime honestly just playing my guitar and uh I'd say I like to write you know I'm a writer so I'm a lyricist and I, I and I do I love to write all the time so we'll go with writing awesome and the final question is your favorite inspirational person my favorite inspirational person I, I might be repeating an answer that I I've used with you before but um, definitely pops into my head uh, one Friedrich Nietzsche an old Austrian philologer yeah uh, he used to analyze philosophies and break them down into his own little uh, anecdotes and equations. But uh, yeah, definitely that and uh, Keith Richards. Cool. All right, mate. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time.
Should I go get mine to make it yeah, appear? Yeah, go five minutes. Four I minutes. got five minutes? Four minutes. I'll be back in Four. ten seconds. All right, man, no worries. Abba, Babs, Abba, where are you? Hey, Abba, this is a poor show. Where are you? Abba, all right. So I know that our man Seb Degato here is a cat guy. Are you there? All right. Tabitha. I've got a few interviews. Oh, this is this is my guy. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, look at oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is Tabitha. So, this, this is what's your guy's name? Tabitha. Tabitha. This is, this is Booger. This is Booger. Oh, it's gorgeous. I think I just woke him up, so he's he's usually a little more rambunctious than this, but he is my dog. Yeah, uh, that appears to be a cat. That's same all. of mine. Yeah, this one. You know what I mean? When I walk in the door, he runs up to me. Yeah, uh, he'll fetch things for me. I know yeah, cats are, are prone to do that sometimes. All right, he's on the move, so we're going to let him go. This one does that as well sometimes, don't you? Don't yeah, it's it's, uh, it's pretty amazing to to watch a cat do that because not all it of is. Them, it's obviously more. Yeah, uh, treatable in that sense, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that okay. was this I'm is glad gorgeous, gorgeous, yeah, gorgeous bus cat. That's a, so that's a that's not a uh, what kind of cat? It's not a mancoon. It's a little less hairy. What what kind of cat is that? It's just a, it's just a moggy. So it's, it's just a typical moggy. We used to have Bengal cats when my wife was alive. Oh. We had two Bengals. Um, but now I've just put like little Tabitha, but she's tiny, and I've mm -hmm. got Theo, who's He's miserable. He's around somewhere, but he's he's, he's <laughs> an old he's an old man now. He's 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 a miserable. Oh, well. But yeah, age gracefully. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Well, like I said I want to thank you so much for your time this evening. It's great to chat to you again. Do you have any final words for your fans, our viewers, and listeners? Uh, you know, help get on our social media. Our Instagram uh, uh, needs some attention. Uh, Charlotte Rock Band is the handle. We we use that handle for everything. Right. Uh, uh you know charlotte's a name that's been around for a while it's also the name of uh of you know a few female artists and everything so uh -huh. charlotte rock band is our official tag right uh, and uh I, I think i'm uh uh happy to share that with you guys to, to to uh get that out there other than that be happy everyone day by day Chokes you with this